Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Charger Football Podcast hosted by Andy Dietrich with Coach Doug Dinan. The Charger Football Podcast is sponsored by OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, the official sports medicine provider for Carroll High School. Welcome back to the 2019 season for the Carroll Chargers football podcast, second year with this. Uh, last year, the Chargers had a 3-7 and seven record, which, you know, at first glance, 3-7 and seven really doesn't look that good, but that's kind of a misnomer. The kids were very competitive. Uh, two of the losses were by one point. A couple of the, of the um, uh, losses were also just by one score. So basically, yeah, football, the, the ball's got points, and when it hits the ground, it, it, it bounces funny ways. And if it would have bounced our way a couple of times, you know, then you're talking around a, a 500 season. But the last season did feature our first ever win over the Snyder Panthers, and the kids played really well with, in that game. So that there is some good highlights in that one. Uh, the 2019 season is actually Coach Dinan's 10th season with the Chargers, and just like any other kind of season, there's going to be some holes to fill due to graduation, and we're going to have Coach Dinan uh, tell us all about that. So good time to introduce Coach Dinan. Coach Dinan, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Andy. And again, thanks for uh, you know the second season of the podcast. It's an exciting thing. Um, we're, we're grateful for your time and effort and energy in doing this, and we're very excited about the 2019 season. Well, so am I. I remember early in August, I was up at school, you know, coming back to work, and I saw the kids out there on the practice field in their helmets and pads and shorts and running through drills and working on plays, and I was like, oh, boy, here we come. It's football season. It just warmed my heart. Um, and, you know, talk about the podcast. You know, as, as last year, this was just uh, – um, kind of a passion project for me. I mean, I love listening to podcasts. I love sports. I love football. And this is a chance to uh, toss my hat in the ring. And uh, you were so kind enough to to help out. And I, and I thought it came out pretty good. So I'm really looking forward to this season. So let's talk some football. You know, as I mentioned in my intro, uh, one of the things that you've got to deal with in high school football is you lose players to graduation. And so we, we lost starting quarterback. We lost a starting running back. Uh, a couple of key defensive linemen, and arguably uh, the best wide receiver in the conference in Cameron Childer. So we, we've got some big players to replace, but, you know, we play 6A football. you got to be able to replace those guys year after year to be uh, competitive. So tell us about some of these new players that we've got to pay attention to that we're going to learn about that are going to be future Carroll Charger stars. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the uh, offensive side first, Andy. Um, we've got two senior wide receivers and Leighton Mitchell and TJ Morrison. And Leighton's got a lot of experience uh, about three years playing underneath of his belt. And uh, TJ was hurt a little bit last year and, but comes back to us and has a lot of speed. And both those guys are, are going to be great weapons on the outside An offensive line. You know, we've got Reeve Muncie and Kyla Bills and Orion Chenery who were all starters last year on the offensive line coming back. Uh, running back will be Evan Harris, and the the quarterback position, you know, again we're replacing a, a starter from last year, is Jeff Becker, and Jeff is only a sophomore. And the the big question or the big concern, I should say, is that we have to alleviate that pressure from Jeffrey being only a sophomore, and and these starters at the skill positions in the offensive line that they, they have to alleviate that pressure by 
by making plays and not putting the pressure on the quarterback. And you know, some of that comes with scheme and understanding and, you know, the game will slow down for him and, you know, his understanding of the scheme and the game is great, you know, but it's all about exposure and it's all about the amount of reps that you, that you see on the field on Friday night. We're excited about the offensive side. Um, and the same thing with our defensive side, you know, our defense has to take the pressure off that offense. It's always very common for the, defense to to develop a little bit faster in the preseason and they have done that Um, we're we're very confident about our defense we've got seven return of starters on on that side you know a a couple key guys on the defensive line are Larry Seidel and Ethan Klingler Uh, and and two inexperienced but but very talented linebackers are both the Ottenweller brothers Matthew and Liam and but our our back five you know kind of our our back six personnel but uh you know, our, our back five with, with Ray Vollmer and Tucker Steely and and uh, Hunter Mertz and Lincoln Lance, K Dynan and Brandon Klug are all guys that had a lot of experience for us last year, and all those guys returned. Uh, those were All those guys were returners at the end of the year. And so, you know, those guys have to take the pressure off the offense, and we're excited about uh, the, the possibility of our defense creating turnovers and and maybe even turn them into scores. Well, your your offensive line last year, I thought, generally played really well. And, you know, you've got more than half of those kids back. So I think that's going to help a lot. And I know last year you and I talked on numerous of times where I personally felt we had really good quarterback depth. And I think that that's going to help with uh, with young Becker. Uh, he played pretty well as a freshman in uh, JV work. Uh, so he's – He's definitely ready to take over the helm. Uh, he throws a good ball. It's a tight spiral. Uh, in a scrimmage game the other night, he, he actually threw the ball on time pretty well. And, uh, you know, one of the things with a young guy is he knows he can run, and you just don't want him to run too soon. So he's got probably got to develop a little bit of pocket practice or uh, pocket presence. And that's going to just come with more reps, as you said earlier. Oh, I had to that. I mean, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, the – the, the understanding of the timing for the quarterback is is paramount. It is, it is the most key thing, and he's developing that timing. Um, obviously, he's got talent, and, you know, it's, it's very natural for a young quarterback that if they feel pressure in the pocket and their, their first read and their first vision downfield, you know, might not be open, that they want to, you know, it, they want to get out of the pocket. They want to exit the pocket as quick as possible, and so – you know, what we'll see in the beginning probably is is him running to, to get away from pressure. And, you know, as the season develops, what we'll see is him feeling more confident by stepping up and moving within the pocket, you know, and staying in there and buying a little bit more time and letting routes develop downfield. I think you're going to see tremendous growth in that with him from game one to game two. I mean, that I think that's going to be a huge learning curve for him. And I, I expect a lot of improvement on that one. Uh, your wide receiver core, uh, Leighton Mitchell, you know, he's a senior, so bigger, far, bigger, stronger, faster. And I thought on Friday night he ran some really good patterns. And he did a great job of body position. So he had his defender sealed behind him, and he also caught the ball two hands out in front of him. He didn't let the ball come into his pad. So – that was really good. And with uh, with Morrison, 
Um, I got a feeling that he's going to develop into a reliable wide receiver that we saw in Nathan Hara last year. You know, Nathan Hara is kind of like Morrison where, you know, some injuries, he had to bide his time because of players ahead of him on the depth chart. And then senior year comes along and they play really, really well. So that's kind of what I expect out of TJ. And then, you know, we got a surprisingly good tight end. So why don't you talk about Eddie? Yeah, Eddie Bransfield is a, is also a returning starter, and you know he affords us you know kind of three phases of the game that that gives us great opportunity. Not only you know catching the ball at tight end, running routes, you know getting open and and, and seams in the middle of the field into the flats. Um, he's a, he's a good blocking tight end, you know, from his tight end position, you know, sealing the edge and blocking outside linebackers in space. But he also affords us the opportunity to uh, kind of motion him around a little bit and lead on inside linebackers as if we were playing with a two-back set, you know, kind of more of a fullback look. And so, you know, Eddie Eddie is a very experienced guy, uh, you know, and I think that he's probably going to be one of the best tight ends in the conference this year. No, he uh, he can run and he's got some size and he can catch the ball. So I'm look I'm looking forward to that. Now on the defensive side, you know you you lost um, you know key defensive lineman, and so but one of your weaknesses last year I thought was the defensive secondary because they were just so young. Well, guess what? They're all back and now they're veterans. And last year they had a little bit of liability because of their youth, and this year. They're your strength of your defense because there's so much experience back there, and you rotated so many guys that, you know, when you go into a nickel package, you've got an experienced guy coming in there. So uh, this is, you know, that's the thing about high school football. You know, sophomores become juniors, and freshmen become sophomores, and juniors become seniors. Yeah, exactly right. And you know that back five, you know, led by you know um, Ray Vollmer and Lincoln Lance being the seniors, and those guys have you know, multiple years of experience as well. Um, you know, but, but all the other guys, you know, as you mentioned, all, all played and started last year and, and their confidence is up and, and their skill level is up and their experience of the, of the game is, is very sound. And coach Fricky does a tremendous job and, and coach Rudolph does a tremendous job with the entire defense. And, you know, that, that secondary, you know, with question is, is going to be the strength you know they're going to allow us the opportunity to play different coverages, and uh, and play some some nickel coverage as well, and so you'll see some different things instead of just playing a traditional two deep or a traditional you know one safety cover three look all the time. Yeah, and Lincoln Lance and Ray Vollmer, those boys are hitters, so I would expect that you're going to creep them up to the line sometimes and have some blitz packages coming from those boys because they both can run. Right. Right. Without giving away too many secrets, right? Yeah, yeah I'm not going <laughs> to divulge to all the blitzes, but without question, I mean, you know, Coach Rudolph again, you know, does a great job of of dialing up the blitzes and understanding the you know the scheme of the offense and and their tendencies and and when it's best to blitz and you know what our coverage should be at different times and you know and the and the kids respond to that and the kids are playing really hard right now. That's really good. All right, so we play in a very good conference. Um, it's got some of the best parochial schools in it, and the two bishops. You know, Concordia's had great success recently, and then of course you've got you know the six A powers and us and um, and Homestead, but you also got a five A power that's now back up to six A in the Snyder Panthers. So 
you can't really take a week off in this conference. So give us a little preview of what do you expect from our opponents? Well, you, you hit it on the head. You, you cannot take a week off. You know, if you desire to win the conference, you got to play week one. We open the season against Bishop Lures and this week, this Friday night and, and, you know, for us to be successful, you know, we just got to be sound on both sides of the ball. And it, again, it sounds cliched, and you've heard me say those things before, but, you know, Lures is always a, a well-coached, talented team that they're going to have good receivers, they're going to have physical defensive players, and they're going to fly to the ball. And You know, we've got to defend the run. We've got to defend the, the pass. And offensively, we've got to maintain possession of the ball, whether it be with the run or the pass. Um, and so, you know, that's where you open with. And then week two becomes Snyder. And, you know, there's not a week off, you know, whether that be Northside, Northrop. Northrop's going to be a good football team. You know, you watch and see. And Northside's got guys back. Um, you know, you go to Dwinger and and Concordia and, and you know, and, and Homestead. And, you know, Wayne had a great season last year. And, you know, week in and week out, you know, you, you've got to show up to play. And, you know, that was kind of, you know, the epitome of last year. You know, we didn't play at the highest level every week. And consequently, you know, our record showed that. And so that's that's the task, and that's what we're looking to change. So um, the kids this year, I mean, you know, they've had – they have a season last year that didn't go as well as they would like. And so they've had to kind of stew on it for almost a year. So how eager are the kids this year and how – you know, how's practice gone through the first three or four weeks? Well, I think you could, you know, compare it to anything else in life, Andy. The, you, the first time that you do things, you know, and some of these guys were young guys. You know, some of the time, the, the first thing that you do is you're not successful and and you've got to figure a way to be better. And, and that kind of, you know, summarizes the off season from January into June and then June and July become football time. You know, that, that they understand, you know, the things that we had to improve. They understand the level, the speed, the tenacity, the physicality that we had to play at. And without question, I mean, they're, the kids are, are looking to, you know, and I don't want to talk about record, you know, because that's not what it's about. You know, it's all about performance. It's all about decision making. It's all about choices that you make on a daily basis. You know, and those records and the outcome is going to take care of itself. And you know, at sometimes when if you don't work hard, you know you're you're going to see that result. You're not going to get the results that you want. So, you know, as you, as you go through life and you make choices, and if if the, you're not getting the outcome that you desire, you've got to change your choices. You've got to change the way that you work. You know, otherwise those outcomes aren't going to change, and that's what we're faced with. Yeah, it, it's kind of the way to look at this is. And maybe last season was a little bit of a wake up call to the kids. You know, we have been successful really successful your time here as a coach and uh, it could have been possibly that the kids were you know hey they're going to see the silver helmets walk into the stadium with the c on the side and we're carol and we're just going to win and i think you know people really want to beat us they're going to give us a good game and you've got to be ready and uh you know, it could be that last season was just a little bit of wake up call. You just can't show up and play. You've got to go after it. And uh, knowing your coaching staff, I think you've instilled that back in them. They go, hey, you got to be ready to play. And, and I would, I would agree that we're going to get everybody's best every week without question. You know, we are one of the biggest schools in the conference. You know, we're we're still, 
you know, you know, within the first few years of playing in the conference. And so just as we always want to prove things, people want to prove things against Carroll High School. And that doesn't stop just in football. We see that in athletics all the way across the board. Um, but, you know, it, it, it proves that it's it's tough. It's difficult to win on a consistent basis. And I'm not, I'm not justifying anything, you know, because it's all about coaching. It's all about what we do. It's all about the organization. And that's where it begins. And, and the responsibility lies with me, you know, but it, it's difficult on a Friday night. And you've got to do things well on a consistent basis on, on every night to do that. And, and that's going to be the difference. You know, I, I think people, uh, you know, both you and I are both Ohio boys, so we understand big time high school football. And Indiana is a basketball state, and it, and it still is. There are fantastic basketball players and great arenas in Indiana. And we're lucky as our basketball program gets to play a lot of those teams. But High school football in Fort Wayne is really, really good. I mean, there are Division One players coming out of Fort Wayne who are doing well, and some of them are playing professional football. You know, Drew Tranquil from our school, um, and then Jalen Smith from uh, from Lures. And so, there's really, really good football played in in Fort Wayne, and you know, you got to be ready because you know, I know I'm around the football program. I know that we are. The preparation's really good. The training for the kids are really good. And the players are working hard. And guess what our opponents are doing? They've got the exact same thing. There's really good coaches in our league. And those kids are playing hard and working hard in practice. And the preparation is good. And so you've got to be able to bring it. And it's a testament to the Summit Athletic Conference that we in Fort Wayne, Indiana, are producing this many good college football players and some of them are on the way to the NFL. I mean, it's no slouch. You've got to be ready. Andy, I I agree completely and couldn't have said it any better, you know, and everybody always talks about the grind, you know, it's all about the grind. Well, you know, the, the reality is that everybody else is grinding too. Everybody else is putting in time. Everybody else is in the weight room. Everybody else is, is watching film on huddle and they're, they're doing those things. What what makes you different? You know what makes you special, and and that's what separates good teams and great teams. And and we've got to do things better than other people if we want to be a great team. You know, it's one percent better every day. One percent better every day. Now, one of the things that I've begun to notice uh, because Fort Wayne football has become has become so good is that we're starting to see an arm race with facilities. Uh, Bishop Twinger is building a new stadium. Uh, I drive by that often, and I I think they're going to have it ready to go by the first game. If not, it's going to be pretty doggone close. And then the Fort Wayne Community Schools um, are putting down new surfaces with the um, Spoiler Stadium at Northrop having a new surface. And over each year, they're going to add, add one. So, you know, not only do our kids get to play great football teams, they get to play at great places. And in um, our football stadium – absolutely positively without a doubt in my head the best grass playing surface in the state of indiana we are matter of fact andy we are the only 6a program in the state of indiana that's still playing on grass um, really but you're exactly that's amazing. right our, our our custodians and and our administration does a great job of of managing the facility that we have and the surface that we have is second to none you know, and, and I think that you're leading into that. We're really excited about uh, the renovations that's going to happen, and we're going to have a new facility to play on that in 2021. Um, 
and, and it's going to be top notch. It, it, it's going to be state of the art. You know, it's going to have great entrance. It's going to have, you know, adequate seating, adequate press box. Um, it's going to have, you know, an end zone area that will facilitate both teams in terms of, you know, in-game locker room use. Um, and it will be, a, a, you know, an artificial surface, you know, a, a field turf surface as well. You know, but it, it's not just about football. You know, that's that's a facility that's going to be able to use by by the band. You know, by PE facility, by PE programs. You know, and spring sports. You know, can get on there and practice as well. And so, you know, we're really excited. You know, it's it's you know it's it's time for it. You know, and, and you know our you know the Northwest Allen County School Administration. You know, has a, has done a great job of of managing the money and taking care of the money, and, and now it's time to uh, to build what is you know going to be probably the best stadium in town. I'm really looking forward to it, especially my perch from the uh, the press box. <laughs> Not going to lie yeah, about absolutely. that one. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Um, now, sectional, uh, tell us about our sectional because it's been in flux. Uh, first, Snyder was out of six A and down the. 2-5-A, and then they got bumped back up into 6-A uh, really almost towards August 1st. So tell us about, you know, who's in our sectional now? Because, to be honest, I don't even know anymore. Well, it, it changed. The, the previous rule, you know, in terms of the, the the success factor was that you had to, if you moved up, as Snyder did from 5-A to 6-A because of the success that they had, you had to have in two years three points previously to stay up. And so they had only had two points within the last rotation the last two years with two sectional championships. And so that was going to move them back down to 5A. Um, after the realignment, after the, the classifications, you know, starting with the, the size of the schools and enrollment, and then using the success factor after all of the sectionals were aligned for, for whatever reason, I'm not a part of that board. The IHSAA changed the rule in regards to how many points in the success factor it takes for you to stay up, you know, within a two year rotation. And they, they changed that to two points that two points allowed Snyder to stay up into section into a, into class six a, so that that realigned our sectional, okay? and that's that was midstream. That realigned our sectional. Our sectional now is you know ourselves, Homestead, Snyder, and Noblesville for 2019. Um, the Elkhart schools are going to combine uh, after 2019 season, and they're going to be a very big school, over 3,000 schools, and they're going to in again midstream. They are going to in 2020. They're going to insert into 6A football into sectional two. That will bump Warsaw out of sectional two down to sectional three. And our sectional for 2020 will be ourselves, Homestead, Snyder, and Warsaw moving Noblesville to sectional four, bumping Carmel down to sectional five out of the north. And so there's a lot of things that are that are in flux throughout these these two years, largely because of the change of the rules by the IHSA and you know because of the Elkhart merger. Interesting. That's very interesting. So it's almost like you're playing in three different sectionals over a three year period, which is neat. It, it gives you some variety. Be. Yep. Very much. Yep. You know, but the bottom line is, you know, you you want to win a sectional. 
you got to go through the best teams. Who's the best teams in the area? Snyder and Homestead. You know, you want to win a sectional, they're going to be in your sectional. You've got to beat them to win. Yep, that's pretty simple. And uh, don't count us out because, you know, Carroll Chargers in there, and we're no slouch either. So, uh, Coach Dining, anything you need to add? Uh, again, I appreciate everything you do. Um, this is a great thing, and, you know, it's it's great to serve the community, the Northwest Allen County community. And, you know, I, I relish the time that I get to be a teacher, and, you know, an educator, and, you know, football coach within the district. It is an amazing district to work with. I'm not going to lie. It is loaded with good teachers, good administrators, good families, and good athletes, and good students. And then this episode is, honestly, it's just you and I, which is great. Don't get me wrong. It's great. But I really enjoy the uh, the player interviews, and those are going to show up next week along with highlights from hopefully a season opening win against Wingers, or I mean, sorry, against Bishop Lures. So, Coach Dinan, have a great start to the 2019 season, and we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Thanks, Andy. We would like to thank our athletic trainers, Steve Lubihusen, Michaela Hoffman, and Jordan Redding, who along with OPS and the doctors of Fort Wayne Orthopedics provide all the sports medicine services for Northwest Allen County Schools. Go where the Chargers go.